Hello and welcome to Talkin' Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan, and my favorite CW show is The Flash. Duh. And I'm John, I'm a Marvel nut, and my favorite CW show is Riverdale. Welcome to Talkin' Trades. Welcome back, True Believers. Riverdale? Riverdale. You liked Riverdale a lot. It was so good. It is really good. It was so We both trash. picked good shows. Who's your favorite character in Riverdale? Because there's a correct answer. I'm on Team Veronica. Which is yeah. Yes! <laughs> we actually never talked about I that. I love Veronica. <laughs> love Ronnie. She's uh, like trying to be a better person. I'm not a huge... I don't dislike Betty. She's got... The thing is, she has so much stuff at home that's like... Right. For sure. So much pressure. I also don't like her and Jughead dating. It just no. like bothers me. Well, I don't think that she likes her and Jughead dating either towards the end of it. So like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Jughead's great. It's gonna be. I can't wait for season two. I think is like a full like twenty something episodes too. I'm so excited! I hope it's two this mysteries. was like what thirteen? Yeah, not long enough. So I think it's gonna be two mysteries. I mean, the way that season one ended, there's a lot going on there. Well, yeah, because you could do one arc, end on a cliffhanger, Another hang arc. out for a bit, other arc. Yeah, for sure. Lot to do there. Oh, I'm so excited for this show. It's so good. You know, about Flash. It's the best. I love that show so much. I think it's, we, it's super good. It's we've the gushed only, about that show. It's the only um, CWDC show I am caught up on. I have about eight episodes in on season two of Supergirl. I just farther than me can't with Arrow anymore. I've heard the new season was like good, but like it, it, season five was really great. It's a lot to catch up. It's like three years. Four was catch mediocre. Up. Four was no. Four was bad. Three was okay. And I'm three I've been good. told to don't worry about Legends. I can't. It's not only you, it's a lot of people. Nah, yeah, have been no. like, just don't do it. There's a reverse Flash arc, though. I may need to get on that. But back to The Flash being the best superhero show on television. It's so good. It's so corny. It's such a soap opera. And it's. But then he runs fast. He runs. And it's so good. And, like, it sounds like it's repetitive, but, like, it's not. It, yeah, it's formulaic. <laughs> it's formulaic, not sure. repetitive. Who's your, who's your favorite character on that show? Oh, boy. You're going to make me do this, aren't you? you I know your it. answer. It's Cisco. 100%. My favorite character on that show. Ah, uh, The easy answer is Barry, but the correct answer is Eobar Thawne. I love Thawne. I love Reverse Flash so damn much. Thawne or, like, all the Harrys? Specifically Thawne? Well, when it's, when, uh, spoilers, but, like. Just like, season one? Season Harry? one okay. Harry, like, when Harrison Wells is Thawne. Okay. I love that. That was a very good arc. That was such a good season. Yeah, I started watching. We covered it a couple years, not years, last year, whatever, a while ago. At least, it. at least a house ago. Yeah, I <laughs> two houses. Ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we covered it. Um, I started watching because season three was going to have Flashpoint, mm. and I'm like, well, I'm not going to miss that. Right. So that's why I started watching Flash, and it was so good. No regrets. It's still so good. Season three was great. Cried like all through that last arc. Season four is so, going to be good too. So but you know what else is going to be good? This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek. Uh, Justice League. There were some reshoots. You heard about this. Mustache game. Everyone's heard about this. There's a rumor that I heard from Kevin Smith on his podcast, Hollywood Babylon. The, the reshoots were not just cosmetic. They were like a full overhaul. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the movie was quote unwatchable. Yeah, before. that's what I'd, I'd heard that as well. And they revamped the entire third act. 
there's an yeah. article. There's an article. Jeez. This is this is not confirmed. It's not confirmed until like it happens, right? Mm-hmm. The and we'll never know exactly what is being said is uh, the original third act was and on a cliffhanger. Dark side is the ultimate bad guy in the movie. Stupid. But that's how I because you set it up for the next. Justice no, no, like League. Dark Side is like the whole movie or the whole third act. Steppenwolf is only a little bit. That's BVS. Don't do that again. Now, but wait, but wait. Joss Whedon scrapped the whole third act. Made Steppenwolf the only bad guy. And you you hear about Darkseid, but like, it makes sense because Darkseid works with Steppenwolf. He's his general. It's a Galactus Silver Surfer kind of thing. Exactly. That makes sense. But Darkseid's not in the movie other than referenced or maybe briefly seen. He's not the end villain. He'll be in the next Justice League. DC needs to, like, not just jam everything together. Right. Scott Snyder seems to be the one doing it. With best intention, doesn't mean it works. No, look at Wonder Woman. Yeah. You had one villain. Mm Mm-hmm. Two. But she, like, was... Maru was, like, whatever. But, like, it wasn't... Well, three, including the general. You had as much Maru as as was, like, necessary. Yeah. The general wasn't even, like, a super villain. He was just a bad guy. Yeah. Um... So they just need to. So it sounds like the whole third act is being reworked. More cyborg though. Which I we'll... rolled my eyes pretty hard. We'll see. Not, not a visual medium. We'll but like... see. I liked him on the Teen Titans show. Sure. Sounds like he's gonna be more funny, like comedic. Good. Lean into that hard. Let's go for it. Flash and cyborg funny. What do you got? Captain Marvel. Marvel has hired Geneva Robertson Duare, I believe. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know long. her. Um, to write the script of of Captain Marvel. Oh, cool! So she has previously been attached to the projects of the recent Tomb Raider, Gotham City Sirens, and Sherlock Holmes Three. The recent Tomb all Raider. All movies. Yeah, it's in development. Oh, oh. based on the reboot of the that. games. Yeah. So these are all movies that like haven't come out yet. So we have no. We haven't seen. They've her body hired work. her. So should be okay. Interesting. The response is very positive. Yeah. to this news, which is good. Because, like, again, not that proven. Sure. But response is very positive. Neat. That's cool. What you got? Other side of women in uh, superhero movies. Gail Simone had some comments about the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, this I want to hear. And so her... Her issue stems from the changing of the comic origin. Adding Zeus as her father. Okay. As opposed to doing the clay. And her issue there is it adds fatherhood and really removes the the big thing that it was motherhood. Hippolyta created this. It was Hippolyta, and it adds a father in. Watch well, this. It's not bad that there's a father. It seems like it's pulling away from the motherhood, and it pulls away from Hippolyta a little bit. That was her this words. a very valid point. Her words. I have my own feeling on the origin being changed, but we can get into that later. Uh, so she doesn't love that, and she doesn't like that it's in the movie. Then she immediately said, but I still loved the movie. It's a great movie. I cry every time I watch it. Great job, Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So her issue is, I kind of I kind of clickbaited you a little bit. Her issue <laughs> is more that they added that and they're kind of taking away from Hippolyta, which I, I get. I do understand. But she is happy that more men are being brought on to do, help with the creation of Wonder Woman and the comics. She said it was a fight when she was writing Wonder Woman to get any man involved in the project at all. She said it's a nice thing more people are doing yeah, well, it. Well, Chris Pine, like, turned it down. No, no, I'm saying, like, like, writers. Oh, oh, okay. Like, she's talking about the comics. So the New 52 origin is the one she doesn't like, which my thought is a little girl reading Wonder Woman 
right? Or she reads DC Comics, and she says, well, where's Batman from? Well, his parents were murdered, and he took up the justice, and he wants to help people. Oh, cool. Like, anybody could technically do that. Uh, Superman, he's an alien, but his parents raised him with the right morals, and then he goes off to fight crime. Oh, cool. Not anyone can do that, but it's nice to know that real people get real morals. Wonder Woman, oh, she's a clay baby. She's made from clay. She's not real. She, you can't ever be her. Uh, it's still interesting. It's a lot of motherhood. or You know, it has a motherhood thing, but when she's born, like, of a person, when she's just, like, a baby, granted she's a goddess, it makes her more, like, real. In a good way, I think. So I liked that. Granted, I totally see where Gail Simone's coming from. I really kind of wish they leaned into the, um, the, the true Amazon origin. The hashtag Sam baby. Well, that's what it originally like, was. That's so what badly. it. That's what it, the old origin yeah. was. And I, I feel that. I like that origin, but I feel like it's not humanizing enough. Sure, that's just just that aspect. It it seemed like oh, the one woman superhero in the DC universe was created out of clay, where the rest of them are like flesh and blood and real. I mean, my answer to that is more women heroes. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. It doesn't take away from Wonder Woman. I just think that. Having her be born gives more of a human outlook on mm. that. That's all. But I, to- like I said, totally see what Gail Simone is saying, and I agree with it. It, it is that can be frustrating, especially when there's all this women empowerment, and then you kind of pull a little bit back on it. Yeah. That being said, I think Apollo was also an amazing role model in the movie. Mm-hmm. The way she's able to, she is the one who stands up and leads her people against the slavery, yeah. which is cool. So. I see what she's saying, but I also think that, you know, all of it aside, that movie's amazing. And she agrees. Oh, that movie's amazing. So, yeah. what do you got? Uh, this one's a little more, actually, quite a, quite a bit more somber. Deadpool 2, there's a tragedy on set. Yeah. Um, stuntman Joy S.J. Harris. Stunt woman. Stunt woman. Yeah. The article I read said stuntman, so I just copied it because I'm very tired today, so I do apologize. I think it's like actor, where it can be gender neutral. You know, okay. actor, stuntman. Um... Anyway, in any event, died while performing a motorcycle stunt while she was doubling for Zazie Beetz, who is Domino. Ah, that's awful. So, yeah. The, the, the production is shut down. Yeah, oh yeah, for a while. Oh, um, that's so sad. Yeah, the, the bike ended up crashing through a... Uh, is that a glass floor? Hmm. Um, and it's currently being... In, uh, it's currently under investigation. That's so sad that someone... It's sad when anybody passes, but... Oh, of course. Oh. Of course. And it's on, like, camera. I God, I hope that footage never gets out. I, I hope doubt that, it will. I don't know, some people are terrible. There are some terrible people out there, and I hope sure. that it never gets leaked, because that poor, that poor person, that poor woman, and her poor family. Our thoughts and, you know, positive vibes go out to their family. That's so sad. It is. Has Ryan Reynolds made a statement yet on that? I'm sure he I will. I believe they have. I oh, didn't so read it. I believe the cast and crew have all made statements. That is somber. What do you got, Jeremy? Less somber. In fact, the exact opposite of the spectrum, I think. The Teen Choice Awards happened <laughs> this last weekend, and there were some winners. And I wrote down all the winners that matter to this podcast. Uh, favorite movie, Favorite action movie actor and actress. Can you guess who won? Favorite action movie actor actress was it Logan and it was uh, not. Rigged. It's all rigged. It's it fake. Was, it was Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Okay, that's also great. But like, I think uh, actually I don't think Logan was up for anything because it's not a teen movie. It's an R-rated movie. <laughs> so you can be seventeen. Oh my goodness. Go see no. it. 
Uh, Guardians 2, one favorite sci-fi movie. All right. Mm. This you like. Favorite actor in a drama TV series. Favorite actor in actor. a drama TV series. Uh, is it Archie? It's not there? Archie. It's not Archie? Who is it? Cole Sprouse, who plays... Oh, Jughead? Jughead, Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite TV action actress. Actress in an action series. Is it Supergirl? It is. She's Melissa so Benoist. great. She's so great. Melissa Benoist won. Uh, Riverdale won Best Drama. All right. And the... Can you guess the best summer movie? The best summer best, movie? Yeah, best movie to see in the summer. Like, best, like, feel-good summer action comedy movie drama. Feel-good summer action. It, it, it was anything. It was the best movie for the summer. Um, Spider-Man? Yeah. Yes! You nailed it. It was so good. You were two for three on guesses. Uh, so yeah, so there was some neat little, some neat awards were given to things we love. I thought that great. was I thought that was cool to highlight. It's good to give them that recognition, and it's good to see that teens are not as stupid as I thought they were. Yeah, that they can pick some of the right things. <laughs> um, I think I I didn't I wasn't able to find all of the winners, but I think that Zendaya won for something, or it was the main actress. I can't remember her name, but someone from Spider Man won Best Actress in a and it like cut off and I couldn't see it. And I think Tom Holland was nominated, but Actress did not win. Was probably um, the love Michelle. interest. Yes, well, that's Zendaya, right? No, Zendaya's MJ. Was her name Michelle MJ? Or no, Michelle. It was Liz. Liz. Yeah, probably had to be. It was one of those two. I, uh, had I to remember. be Liz. I, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't remember. Uh, I couldn't find it. And I think Tom Holland was nominated, but lost to Chris Pine. He was put in an actor in an action movie. I go for Holland's performance over Pine's performance. To be honest, you're not a teen. both great. You're not a teen. You don't get to decide. Obviously, you're like fifteen years removed it's all rigged. as a teen. It's all rigged. I'm not fifteen years removed. Anyway, um, last bit of news. <laughs> what do you got, John? Uh, Silver and Black, which those of you who don't know is the spinoff in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Silver Sable and Black Cat. Silver Sable and Black Cat. Didn't they cast a villain? Uh, there are rumors about who's going to appear. This comes from Mister. Jeff Snyder. I don't know who he is. Oh, J.S. Yeah, obviously. Jay Snyder. Yeah, clearly. I don't know. Oh, friend of the podcast, Jeff are you, Snyder. Are you, are you a Jeff Snyder? I'm a huge er? Jeff Snyder fan. A Jeff Snyder er? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You can't just You're add right. ER. It's ERS. Right, it's ERS. <laughs> anyway. Um, he has said the following characters are rumored to appear in this movie. Chameleon. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Tombstone. Yeah. And Tarantula. Who? Tarantula. I know the first two. I don't know Tarantula. The, I didn't look it up, but the article gave a little descriptor, because I also know Tarantula. They likened him to a third world. The world, this is the fictional country of Delvadia. Okay. Captain America. So, like, that fake country's cap, like, okay. patriotic super figure would be Tarantula. So that's what I got. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that movie. I say scrap it, get Emma Stone on the horn, do Spider-Gwen. I'd be super into that. Mm-hmm. Can they do a Spider-Gwen movie right now, though? Why not? They just rebooted the Spider-Man universe. That'd be confusing. It's a different universe, which is even more accentuated by you having Emma Stone appear as... Cause she I know, but die. I think people would be confused. Not if you just do the... I'm into it. Just do a trailer with, like... Um, In an alternate universe. Well, you have her narrating... The teaser trailer. Hmm. I'm not saying I don't. I clearly want to see the movie. 
I don't know if they'll do it. In fact, I don't think they, they won't, won't do, do it, it. But like, I want it so badly. I'm if I you. wish hard enough, it'll happen. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And if you wish half-heartedly, you get the Gunslinger movie, The Dark Tower. Oh no. <laughs> Which I can talk about in a one shot if we do a one shot about that movie. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. That's. I'd say it was also exceedingly okay. You know, it wasn't exceedingly okay. The pull list? The pull list. Here's your pull list. This week on the pull list, we are reading Green Arrow Quiver, written by Kevin Smith, penciled by Phil Hester, inked by Andy Parks, and colored by Guy Major. Uh, the covers are also done by Matt Wagner, who we are a fan of. We I don't remember what he did that we liked, but I know that he did something. I know he did Grendel. There was something else he did that I think we liked. I can't remember what it was. Top of my head, it escaped me. Yeah. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, it has. So, this book is a reintroduction to the character and an introduction for the two of us. We've never really read any Green Arrow. Well, I've never read any Green Arrow, and I assume you haven't either. I have not read any Green Arrow. We're not big Green Arrow fans. We've both watched the sh- part of the show. I've watched all of it. You've watched some of it. And this is not like the show. Nope. It's very different. <laughs> so, it opens in Metropolis, and Batman and Superman are talking, and what's neat about this little exchange is uh, the sun is covered by an eclipse, so Superman is feeling all the, like, effects of this, like, not having the sun. Yeah, Batman's like, well, welcome to humanity. This is what cold feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> something on, something microscopic happens on Clark, and he kind of just brushes it off and moves on. But we see that there's then something is on Green Arrow's grave, a person in green, and then there's a dead person laying on Oliver Queen's grave. Very cryptic to start this book. Yeah, this book has a tendency of just, you don't know what's happening. At all. At all. At all. At all. At all. Um, also, where this takes place, it takes place after uh, re- Death and Return of Superman, as well as Tower of Babel, as well as Emerald Twilight. Yes. Those are all events that happened pretty recently to this book. Yeah, they mention all three of them, like, and when, how far in the canon it was. yet to read Emerald Twilight? Probably will at some point on this show. It's a great, it's a great book. But, focusing back on this book... So what you see next is all of Green Arrow's former compatriots, which is uh, Speedy slash Arsenal, Black Canary, and you see what they're doing. And you see also you see Connor Hawk, which is his son. And you see what they're doing right now. And just kind of quickly goes over like that they were in the Justice League at some point, and they've helped out, and they miss Oliver, and yada yada. Then we're now on an old man walking down the street. And I I, bre- I flew through the first uh, little bit of this book yeah. because there's so much. And this book is so dense. Yeah, I, I read it and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's very I, dense. I, I, to a degree, I wish I didn't. Like, I, Kevin Smith wrote it. I love Kevin Smith's dialogue. The This part is told through chunks and chunks and chunks of narrator paragraphs, which I am not a fan of at all. A bit here and there is fine, but this is a lot. Like, a lot to get through. 
I'm used to comics nowadays that are that show instead of tell. Mm-hmm. And this beginning is not how this book goes. And Kevin Smith is one of those people who says that he tells instead of shows. That's what all of his movies are. And this is a little bit much because in the canon, the Green Arrow had been gone from 1995 to 2002. Oliver had been gone. So this was bringing him back. And Kevin Smith was like, I'm going to make sure you know everything. Admirable, but dense. After the first few chapters of this book, it gets better in that sense, but you do have to go through quite a bit of that. Um, it's worth noting, Connor is at like a monastery somewhere, trying to mm-hmm. learn and center himself. Black Canary is helping battered women. Mm-hmm. Like throughout all this, like all over the place, and Arsenal is doing Green Arrow things. Yeah, and Arsenal's real name is Roy Roy Harper. Thank you, yeah. Roy Harper. And what's interesting about Roy Harper is he was a heroin addict. Hmm. There's a very very famous cover. Actually, it's in this little flashback. You see him throwing away a, a needle, but it's a very famous cover of. Brave and the Bold, where Batman and Green Arrow are busting into a room and it says, my sidekick is a junkie, and it shows Speedy shooting up. It was like a big deal. It was during like the Reagan uh, war on drugs, so like it was a big deal in comics. <laughs> but he's since like reformed and become like a, like a full-on just superhero, good person, yada yada. And now we're with this old man, and we're kind of confused, that's why we're with this old man, but he's walking, he's about to get mugged. And as he's about to be mugged, the two men are hit with makeshift arrows who are mugging him. Yeah, it's like arrows with, like, a bleach bottle on the end of it. And an arrow with a fork on the end yeah, of it. Yeah, just, you know, you yeah. know how you do. Yeah, of course. And the old man turns to see somebody off camera and says, What's the matter, chum? Looks like you've seen a ghost. And it's Oliver Queen in... With, like, a full-on Merlin beard. Yeah, it looks sick. <laughs> This I like this panel a lot. I the really rags, like this yeah. art. He's like dis- like disheveled and like his clothes are like sewn together, and he's uh, he's back. It looks like years have passed. We yeah. don't know what's going on, and that's actually the end of the first chapter. But the way this book is set up is it flows seamlessly. It's like it's all one big book. There's no bookends or covers, which is interesting. I don't see you don't see too many graphic novels like this, but DC likes to do it if they have a whole collection. And this book is a collection; it's a self-contained story. Now we're introduced to a character named Mia, who is at this really depraved party. Really depraved party. Uh, very rich, we'll say clientele. Um, yeah. You find out she is a bit underage and a hooker. And a hooker. Yeah, she's and, a fifteen-year-old prostitute. Yeah, and the person who hired her was having the party and he's this I don't even know what to say sleazeball yeah senator uh, he's a senator he he's a, senator. a sleazeball senator they're not they're not, they're not the same photos and it's all wrong the only thing I will say it was a nice touch because let me bet um she walks in and falls over an ottoman and he says, nice Dick Van Dyke thing. Yeah, very nice entrance, very Dick yeah, Van Dyke. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And Green Arrow's mustache, is facial hair is a Van Dyke. I thought that was, as horrible as this is, that was kind of cute. Kevin Smith makes light in a horrible situation. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Speaking of the Green Arrow, he busts in 
and saves Mia, destroying the party, breaking up the party, and saving Mia. But now he's clean shaven. Well, he has just his he's Van back Dyke. to what you'd rec- what you recognize him as, and his costume looks new, and he's got real arrows. Mm-hmm. So there must have been time that passed. Yep, chapter two, which again seamlessly is a long time no see. I do like that. There's a no lot. real break in the action. We're just on chapter two now. I like that. I like how it, it flows seamlessly. So Green Arrow just, like I said, breaks up this party, and he ends up calling the police. And or, before he leaves, he, he the had party, ar- I'm sorry, he had already called the police. They yeah. were on their way. And with the the senator, he pins him up by two arrows. In I'm going to assume blood. Wrote your tax dollars at work, your government in action, and there's one arrow is pinned to cocaine, one arrow is pinned to a photo of the young lady. What's really interesting is just before that, he says, uh, he's talking about the man's cell phone. And in 2002, cell phones were still fairly new-ish, or they were not what we know now. They were... They were common, but they weren't, like, every, literally everyone had one. But, like, well, who's the guy from Saved by the Bell who had one? Made him pretty, like... That was in 2002. No, no, no. But he brought it into the popular culture, and that was years before this. But not in the time that Green Arrow's been missing. So, he sees this man's cell phone. Is uh, Zach Morris? Zach, yeah. Zach? Zach had, you know, it's a like cell phone like that. And he's, uh... <laughs> he's calls it a gadget like Batman would have and he finds it crazy to believe this is like a thing. He calls it a walkie-talkie. You know, that's like, right. That's a cell phone. He's like, what is a cell phone? It's very funny. And yeah, and so then the police come and uh, see that. But Green Arrow had also handed Mia a card before he sent her on her way. He gave her like a card, put her clothes back on and was like, go. We now cut back to Mia and we see that her pimp Richard is like 30 something just and he's trying to now sleep with her which is just disgusting she says no yeah, and then he's like i'm in the mood she's like you got a ton of other women for that and he's like but i love you and right like, oh my god and then she's so. also kind of trying to back out of like um being you know run, turning tricks and he puts a knife to her throat yeah in this conversation she real that she dropped out of school for this mm-hmm. she's 15 so like She's a, she'll be a freshman, sophomore. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Ugh. But she fights back. She breaks the knife out of his hand and stabs him in the... Uh, finger. She, she, Takes off she finger. cuts off a whole finger yeah. and stabs him like between the thumb and index finger. Which, I don't know if you know this, John, but the tendon there, if it's severed, can never like heal great again. Mm-hmm. So he will never have full use of his hand again. Which, like, good. <laughs> guy's a scumbag and mia runs out presumably to go to where the green arrow had sent her then we later find out that the green arrow is working with that old man that he saved and the old man had kind of bankrolled him Mm -hmm. and just been like really nice to him yeah and they they have this kind of cute little back and forth the old man is uh or has said that he is uh he's gay and so him and Ollie make jokes back and forth about that. And it's a it's a neat little repartee you see. It's kind of like uh, Alfred and Batman, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, very similar dynamic. Which lets Green Arrow be Green Arrow, which is fun and quippy and lighthearted. I really like the Which quip- is good, because we needed that after, <laughs> after, <laughs> after Arrow. Mia. Oh, after Mia, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's very funny in this whole book. He has a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. 
And we see that, so we see all this is going on, and we like they're talking on this old tube TV. They're watching the news, and he's seeing what he did. He's like, oh, look, there's my exploits. And they're, on the news, they're talking about, the Green Arrow is back, back in action. He's like, well, I never left. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, what are you about? talking about? To him, no time has passed. He's telling that they should not call it a comeback, because he never left. He's been here for years. Yeah. <laughs> I know that whole song. I know you do. I like a little cool J. Then we make another quick cut, and we see that Batman is also watching this and is very confused. He says, well, that all looks like Oliver's work. There's no way that's Connor's work. So Batman's like, hmm. Yeah, he's like, the trajectory of the arrows, like, Connor couldn't have made that shot. That's clearly Ollie who made that shot. Hmm. <laughs> Confusing. If yeah. Batman had a Van Dyke, he'd be a stroking. Yeah. And then we cut back again. And to undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. Looks like a dungeon. And there, there's... Why don't you describe this scene a little bit, John? It's just horrible. Sure. So there's, like, a dungeon. And in this dungeon, there's, like, a spiral stone staircase down. And in the ground, there's, like, a glass cloister bottle, kind of. And inside, there appears to be some kind of monster. Yeah. And there's a cloaked figure pouring blood into the cloister... To feed this monster. And what we're led to believe is... And it's very weird. Yeah. Well, what we're led to believe is earlier they had briefly mentioned this Star City Slayer. Yeah. Who has been attacking and uh, murdering Yeah, kids. and the blood comes from a child you see as well in that panel. Yeah, and so we're led to believe this is that Slayer. Mm-hmm. Briefly mentioned, and this is even briefer. Yep, and then you cut away to... <laughs> a man golfing. <laughs> this book was very hard for me to get into because of, it was so jarring and so much narration. Yeah. So second the beginning was like not... I was second not go... Th- I, I feel like if you were a Green Arrow fan, this book would be like, oh, awesome. I'm getting back into it. I'm fine. I by no means dislike Green Arrow, but I was... I had never read anything. That's fair. Oh, neither have I. But this was interesting. The, so now we're in the office of the comptroller, whose name is Harold Leeds. And I was thinking if that was mentioned in Arrow, and I don't think it is. I was wondering if Arrow took any of these people and, like, used them. I couldn't find any references. Harold Leeds is talking about how this is not good that this senator or whoever is has been arrested. That's bad. Like, it's clearly corrupt. And he's interrupted by an Arrow <laughs> breaking his phone. And this is chapter three, The Old Man and the Sea, which I think is my, uh, it might be my favorite chapter. And we'll see why in a little bit. So, Green Arrow is trying to interrogate and kind of figure out what's going on with the comptroller and, you know, telling him that he's doing a poor job and there's clearly corruption. And then he says, I'm going to get, you know, the mayor, where's his name? Oh, Commissioner, I'm sorry, the Commissioner Dugan to go easy on you if you will, you know, roll over. And the comptroller says, Dugan, Elmer Dugan, or Durgan, he's dead. He Or he's been retired for years. And he says, well, all right, well, I'll get the mayor to do it. Well, that mayor's also been dead. <laughs> or, and retire, retired and he died. Yeah. Like, who are you talking about? And then the Green Arrow looks over on the wall and he sees, like, uh, a plaque signed by the new mayor. Yeah, it's a civil mayor. servant of the year, Harold Leeds. And it's signed by... Mayor Wallace Hagen? Hannigan. Hannigan? Can't read. That's all right. It's written uh, small. April 25th, 99. So, Green Arrow is very confused. 99, he says. Very confused. So, he goes into, like... He knocks this guy out and says, All right, screw it. Someone's messing with me. 
and he just goes about his way. Continuing to look for corruption in the city. Arrow's big, Green Arrow's big thing has always been, like, he's kind of a hippie. Hates, like, crooked cops. Hates most, like, big overarching government. Calls police fascists in this yeah. book. Which I thought was hilarious. too far. Yeah. yeah. Considering you, like, dressed up like a, a, an archer and shooting people. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the police are bad. Maybe relax, Ollie. Yeah. So he ends up going to the, um, to this, like, a youth center kind of yeah um where mia is there and a couple other people are there and he's like oh well green arrow wanted me to talk to you mia and she's like you're green arrow and he's like what are you talking about that's ridiculous and he's and she's like i have half a brain you're green arrow which <laughs> i thought is brilliant because i could never understand how he kept the secret identity because there are so few people who have that both that facial hair and are that blonde yep yeah <laughs> Like, that always bugged me. People in the DC universe are stupid. No, I get it, but that always bugged me. <laughs> I, I believe it. So, yeah. So, this center that uh, Ollie's at, that Mia came to, is where Ollie works. It's that old man. It was shut down. That was why he was at the Comptroller's office. It was shut down because of budget reasons. Really, it's just being funneled into people's pockets. And this old man, who was very rich, apparently, reopened it under the guise of... You know, just a nice donation, but really it was Ollie who was like, open this up, I will work there, I'll run it mm-hmm. under your money, and he's going to, like, send people there to, like, be taken care of. So he sent Mia, and Mia's like, all right, cool, I'll tell you what, I'll work here, you're going to get pay me, and I won't spoil your secret. He's like, all right, that's fine, like, we could use another person on the team. So that ends up working out. And then Ollie's like, all right, well, I'm going to go take a trip, and... I'll be back later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he tries to take a trip. So to, we said this yeah. takes place after Emerald Twilight, which, for those of you who don't know, I know the basis of the book, and uh, during Re- Death and Return of Superman, um, Coast City is, like, gonzo. Like, leveled. Yep. It's because of Doomsday. Doomsday destroys it. Yeah. So, this Ollie doesn't remember any of that at all. So he goes to the bus station and tries to take a bus trip. Uh, there's like a huge line. He's waiting. He gets to the front and he gets to this gruntled lady. And she's like, "Where are you going?" He goes, uh, "Round way trip to uh, round trip to Coast City." And she's like, "You gotta be kidding me." He's like, "Well, I mean, I want I want to get there and I want to get back." So round and trip. That's a round trip. She's like, "Listen, I don't have time for your shenanigans. Like, you gotta uh, next. Like, we're done here. Like, move." Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Stanley is the old man. And Mia are talking back at the the house slash youth center, and there's just some exposition here. Um, turns out that Ali has, appears to have amnesia, mm-hmm. and with amnesia, you don't want to shock them too much. You know, you want to kind of ease them into the new reality. So Stanley reveals that like he used to love technology, but he had to hide everything away. That's why they have the old tube TV. That's why there's no microwave. You know, it's all old stuff, yeah. um, which. I didn't think a microwave was too newfangled for Same. Ollie, but like, sure. Maybe it's like a type, the type of microwave. I don't know. I, I just thought it was kind of weird. Um, but it does seem that Ollie is reverting to like pre eighties. Yeah. Cause like the Emerald night thing happened in, or Emerald Twilight happened in like the late eighties. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even remember that. He doesn't remember anything. Yeah. So it's like, where is his memory? Yeah. Cause he's going to go see Hal. Yeah. Like, have a good old time. And that was not the case. You can't, you can't so. do that. Yeah, so that's kind of what's going down Yeah, that's just a lot of quick exposition about that. And then it is important to note that she picks up an arrow, and he's like, "Uh uh-uh, 
not two of you. I have one person <laughs> flinging arrows around my house. Knock it off. <laughs> and uh, so then the Green Arrow goes to bust up a. Uh, it's either a coke ring, he says, or it's child slavery. He's praying it's coke so he doesn't have to beat anybody too bad, he says, which is interesting. And he goes and busts up the ring. Turns out it is just coke, which he's like, okay. Thank God, no kids. But it's a little more involved than he thinks it is. Yes, because who shows up? Black Manta shows up. Beep, beep, beep. He's going to smuggle the coke into Atlantis. Which is such an interesting... I would love to read that story. <laughs> and so Ollie's going to take on the Black Manta, but a hook comes out of nowhere. And it's, it's, it's Arthur Curry's hand. Because Aquaman doesn't have a hand in this. Mm-hmm. Which is so sick. He's riding a, an orca, which is also so sick. I love this is why I love this chapter. It's because this is so cool. So So yeah, chapter 4, membership has its privileges. Uh, Aquaman and Oliver are fighting Black Manta and it's going poorly for Oliver. Mhm. Aquaman kind of takes down Black Manta and he's about to straight up kill him. Which I don't know who this like alien looking one is. The Black Manta I know is a a gentleman who was his father was a fisherman. Somehow an Atlantean like patrol killed him. I, I don't remember. I don't know the origin story, but uh, Black Manta then goes seeking revenge against Aquaman specifically, and so they're mortal enemies. Flimsy premise. Great rivalry though. They're awesome. But I don't know who this is. This guy looks like an alien. Could just be like a. Kind of a race under the sea. Doesn't oh. have to be an alien necessarily. I don't know. Could have gills. I'm not a doctor. Or a marine biologist. I'm definitely not that. That's for sure. <laughs> so they break this up, and uh, <laughs> Aquaman's like, "So, like, what's what's going on? What are you doing? You died." And Oliver's like, "No, I didn't. Shut up." <laughs> and. They're, like, talking about what what happened, and then uh, Aquaman just hugs him. Mm, good to have him back. And he says, easy, easy flipper, you're married. <laughs> I like that. And then this, there's a page after it where it's like, meanwhile, back at the house, me is asleep, and Sally goes to read a book, but the narration goes, let's not worry about that right now. Let's uh, check in on someone else. It's, it's straight it's up so just then. jarring. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like ver- verbatim. Well, knowing what... Now knowing the whole story, it makes more sense, but it doesn't mean it's not jarring to a first-time reader. It doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it, verbatim, it's... Uh, but let's not pry too deeply into Stanley's affairs just yet. There are other souls to be luck- looked in on. Here in the post-midnight quiet of Star City... And it cuts to one of the children who's at the youth center. And he gets murdered. He gets murdered. And... F- his blood is fed to the monster. His blood is fed to the monster. Then Batman's there, and he's awesome. And Batman is going... He goes to the scene where the... The error... Uh, the uh, archer, rather. Or the error. The archer and Aquaman were fighting Black Manta. And he's like, hmm... This is messed up. I have a hypothesis. And he says, looks like I'm going to the moon again. <laughs> Meaning he's going to the, to the watchtower. Yeah. And he's got to figure out what's going on. On the Watchtower is current Green Lantern Kyle Rayner, current Flash Wally West, Wonder Woman, and Marsha Manor. Manor. And then Aquaman brings Green Arrow in, 
And he's like, guys, look who I found. He's not dead. And everyone's baffled. But the best part is, he says, a green arrow steps out, and they're all, like, staring. And he says, what are you guys all gawking at? Who's that kid in the pajamas pretending to be Barry? I love that. Because he has, he has no idea who these people are. Yep. And we all know that's Wally. Mm-hmm. And he knows Wally as Kid Flash. But at this point in the crisis, Barry was dead. <laughs> this was my Flash growing up, though, was was Wally. So all the members are kind of like, so can like John probe your mind? Can John probe your mind? Can John probe John's your like, mind? John's like, I like to probe his mind. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're, a, you're all fascists. <laughs> and he gets like purely paranoid, and he's like, I don't believe what's going on. What are you guys talking about? I never died. Who are you people? That's not the Green Lantern. I just want to know why Lasso of Truth is like never on the table. I wonder if Kevin Smith forgot it was there. Like, it was probe your mind and, like, don't give him the chance to tell the truth. Just, like, straight up invade his thoughts. You could ask him questions and get the answers you wanted. You know? I don't... <laughs> I, maybe Kevin Smith forgot it was there. Because I don't even see it on Diana, on, on her hip. And normally it's always on her hip. Or maybe he said, I don't want to do that. It, no, might, it, it was might, never it, brought up. It might just be a stylistic choice, and he was just like, sure. oh, oh, snap, I didn't think about it. It happens. Uh, Oliver's about to shoot all of these who he thinks are Justice League imposters, and he gets sucker-punched by Batman. And uh, what's funny about this is he's, like, relaxed. Like he, it turns out he was relaxing in the shadows waiting for the perfect opportunity, mm-hmm. and I love that about Batman, like, that he was waiting to quip. So after sucker-punching the Green Arrow, Batman takes uh, him to the Batcave to kind of examine him, but we're given a very quick interstitial where Jason Blood is introduced as a character in this story, and he is... Uh, he, I think he blows up a plane? Or he knew it was going to blow up? I don't know. But he's so He gets he's his here. flight change, and the, the person encounters is like, oh, you superstitious? And he's like, uh, yeah, let's go with that. And then the plane's... Bl- and she's like, it's too late, your plane took off, and just blows up in the background. Ooh. Which, yeah. like, I feel like every cop would be like, all right, stop that guy. We're talking to that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, now, sure. It's 2002. Actually, it would have been the ideal time to stop that guy. I think this, was, this came out much earlier and was, like, collected in trade form. Oh, maybe. Is, you know what? Is, that would make more sense. Is how I picked up on this book. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have a plane blowing up. Yeah. Really close to 9-11. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. So in the Batcave, you see Batman and... Spoiler. That's her name. <laughs> her we, had a, we had a conversation. Her name is the, the spoiler. About this. Yeah, because her dad was the trick quiz mask. I don't know. His his thing was he was kind of like the Riddler, and she started spoiling his questions. I, it was stupid. But she's actually a cool character. She like stuck around. She's in Detective Comics now. And they're examining Ollie, and they kind of do a little bit of flashback of what happened with Ollie before. And like they talk about like previous events and the, old stories. What's interesting here is that in talking about these specific events, they're talking about certain scars and marks that Ali should have because of it that are absent. They're not there. That seems weird. Then it's probably not Ali. But all these tests, it's like there's nothing wrong with them. It's fine. DNA checks out. Yeah. Teeth check out. But he's missing these scars. Yep. So it's like a Ali perfectly healed. It's strange. So then Oliver wakes up, is like, you really sucker punched me. I can't believe you. And Batman's like, well, I'm sucking, I'm Batman. You didn't let him read your mind, so... So, Batman. <laughs> I had to Batman you. 
And uh, to quote the Batman and Harley Quinn movie, this is my punishment for dropping out of med school. <laughs> so Green Arrow's still, like, confused, and Batman's like, well, listen, here's your obituary. You died. You died saving a lot of people. But that's not all. You keep talking about Hal. Well, you kind of killed Hal. Or you took Hal out to the point where he went away. Yeah, they pull up his obituary. He's like, wow, nice try with that fake paper. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, dude, stop. You're not being punked. And then that's when he tells him about how he took out. uh, Hal was going crazy because of the... Uh, because of the parallax demon or entity and Oliver takes him out he's like well how would I do that why would I why would I hurt somebody I wouldn't hurt Hal and Batman he's, he's my best bro and Batman's like well you didn't kill him but he did die very soon soon after that saving the whole world so like win win <laughs> and Oliver's still very confused understandably confused mm-hmm. but none of things adding up like John said, the scars aren't there, but it's clearly Oliver. So there's like a limbo here. We cut back to Mia is shooting an arrow on the roof, and it's caught by Arsenal. And Roy and Dinah are like, hey, we heard that you may know where Ollie is. Where's Ollie? And she sends, she's like, I don't know. He left, and he yeah. hasn't been back in like two days. But now we know that his old friends are looking for him, which is a positive. So next we get to the... There's a very brief scene where they're at the old Queen Manor, trying to jog out his memory. That doesn't work. So Etrigan shows up. And Etri- yeah, and who's Etrigan? Etrigan is a demon from straight up from hell. Um, it's not a swear if it's a place, kids. <laughs> but don't say it in school. <laughs> Ever. So he is a demon. Uh, he has to take a human host, and in this case it's Jason Blood... And he only talks in iambic pentameter, rhyming, which is awesome. I it was cool. That. I liked it. He's a part of, like, the dark universe. Him, Constantine, Zatanna, they're all, like, the same thing. And he's, like, an anti-hero, good guy, bad guy. But it turns out uh, what's going on is Etrigan is attracted to something in... Something about Ollie. Something about Ollie. We don't know what yet. But uh, they can, they're able to get Etrigan to turn back to Jason Blood. And Jason Blood is much more reasonable because he's a person. And he's also not driven by bloodlust. Etrigan has been driven by bloodlust of some sort. End of this fight, Arsenal and Dinah show up. And this is a really nice little heartfelt reunion mm-hmm. for Calls Ollie. Like pretty bird. Yeah, and she cries about it. She's like, say it again. again. Yeah. This is so nice. It was, it was actually really touching. I really like that. I, the Dinah, the reason that Arrow irks me sometimes is there's no Dinah-Ollie relationship and I really, really like their relationship in yeah. comics. Like, a lot. It's like a big... Like, it was written in Justice too. Oh, it's so good in Justice too. And he calls her Pretty Bird all the time. I love that. It's adorable. I was watching a random video of, like, top ten stories in games of this generation and Justice 2 made the cut. It's such a good story. I forgot the whole thing, but yeah, Justice 2 made the cut. I really like that story. To make another... Whiplash-style jump cut. <laughs> We're back to Stanley and Mia, and Stanley's doing something in his car. And Mia's like, "Oh, can I help you get your stuff out of your car?" And Stanley's like, "No, it's fine." Yeah, it's like, "No, no, it'll it'll be fine till tomorrow. It's don't worry about it." And like, here's the thing, right? Here's where I started to ter- become suspicious uh-huh, of Stanley, 100%. because Stanley's an older older gentleman, mm-hmm. 
any older person would love the help of a young person to physically move objects. So, <laughs> any person would like help with the groceries. No, yeah, I get right? that. But right? like specifically, specifically old like, people. This right. instance, I'm like, something's wrong, Stanley. Why can't you see what it is? Yeah, so that's where I started to get kind of That's exactly, and I think that's like I was like, hmm. <laughs> All is not as it appears because when like even like the, there's that book scene where he's like, no, but not this right now, and then it immediately cuts to a murder. I yep. was like, this that could be misleading. I thought he, I thought Kevin Smith was doing it as like a, huh? Well, because nah, nah. like you've seen it on TV and stuff like cartoons, like let's see what's going on over here. Like someone's like sitting there twiddling their thumbs. Okay, nothing interesting. What's going on over here? Right. That's what it could have been. I thought it was either that or a bait and switch. Like the mm-hmm. Stanley's the bad guy. No, it's not Stanley. Yeah. Now I'm like, Stanley's probably a bad guy. A bad guy. Maybe not <laughs> the on, bad Stanley. guy. Something's going wrong. Something's yeah. wrong with Stanley. But more on that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then, Dinah's like, so like, do you remember the times you cheated on me? He's like, no, I don't. And like, th- this is now her turn to try to jog his memory. Yeah. Everyone's doing their turn to like, jog his memory. Yeah, she's listing names. He's like, is that a friend of yours? And is it's that, like, all women that he's like, slept with? Yeah. While being with Dinah? But within the past like, 10-ish years. Yeah. So he has no clue. He's just always like, oh. So he's like, listen, don't be mad at me for stuff I haven't consciously mm-hmm. done. Like, yeah, he's like, look, seriously, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Anything I've done, I'm sorry, but it wasn't me. So they then get to Jason Blood's super creepy hideout, safe house, with like upside down, upside down crosses, pentagrams. He just like likes the occult, it's fine. Which like, yeah, sure. But then he unleashes, <laughs> he unleashes demons from hell. Yeah, so he gets um, Ollie to stand in this pentagram circle. I like that Ollie keeps saying Holy Hannah. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, he stands in the pentagram circle and all the demons He's like, whatever you do, don't leave the circle. Okay, you're going to have to trust me. Summons forth these demons. He's like, what's going on? He's like, these are just like lesser demons. Like, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) But here's where it's revealed that Ollie is special. The thing that attracted Petrigan to Ollie and what's bringing Jason blood to Ollie is the fact that Ali is what's called a hollow, mm-hmm. which is an individual without a soul. So it's like an empty vessel. And Etrigan would like to occupy this vessel. And that's exactly what's going on here. But the house is magically sealed, so uh, you have to be a... Is that the, No, that's, that's later. That's later. That's later. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about the circle is if... He leaves the circle, he'll be consumed by demons, but if he doesn't, Etrigan can get him. And what Etrigan does is not... Etrigan does not want to consume him. The The demons want to be a part of him. Etrigan wants to r- get rid of him. Because Etrigan already has a host. He's already in a host. Oh, I, I got it. Mixed up That's there. fine. But what he does is he wants to kill Oliver because if he doesn't, then a demon could get in and destroy the world. Yeah. So Etrigan's like, preemptive measure, boom. And he burns Oliver to a crisp. Is what we're led to believe. What? But apparently. Okay. John pointed this out when we were having lunch yesterday. Second issue, or second, second second DC event that revolves heavily around religious ties, and the Spectre shows up. <laughs> Chapter 7, Hard Feelings, Hard Traveling Heroes. Before driving. this year, I'd never heard of the Spectre. <laughs> right. This is a lot of deep cut DC. Etrigan, the Spectre, all that stuff. Uh, Emerald Twilight. A lot of deep cut DC. I love it. John, not so much. Totally understandable. So he's he was brought by, grabbed by the Spectre. And the Spectre's like, hey man, how you doing? And I was like, um... 
so, I hate you? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And so the specter's like, all right, well, hold on. He shrinks down to, like, human size. He's like, is this better? And Oliver punches him in the face. Yep. And he's like, what, what's going on? What, what are you doing? Where's your core uniform? Because the specter is... Hal Jordan. What's interesting, what, the reason he became... The specter is after Emerald Twilight, when he killed everybody and was feeling terrible. Because he killed, like, all of the lanterns. It's, like, a big deal. He, uh... He, get, he gets remorse eventually, and he kills himself by... To save the world. In doing that, the Spectre is like, now you're the Spectre. I'm giving you the mantle because you like made this huge sacrifice. And rather than die, I'll let you live on as the Spectre. So now Hal Jordan is the Spectre. But it's confusing to Ollie because he looks like the Spectre. Mm. So he changes back to his core uniform just so that Ollie's like, comforted. So what comes to pass here... Is that very ghost of Christmas? Uh, Christmas there, past yeah, or... in fact, he calls him out like, "Listen, you're like ghost of Christmas pasting. Mm-hmm. What's going on?" So, uh, the Green Lantern is actually what brought Ali back, which was really cool. Yeah, because he's got crazy Spectre powers now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he only brought back the, the the good, the innocent part of him. Because it's touched later that Ali was never the same once he killed someone. Mm-hmm. So they brought him back before that incident happened. So that's why he doesn't... It, it's as if he was just like plucked out of time and dropped in present day. And what he does is he... To the opening of the book, Superman's like, what was that on my arm? It's the specter pulling off pieces of Ali. Yeah, he'd like comb him together. So he took those diminutive scraps and reformed Ali. And he did it to, to to bring him back, and he did it, like you said, at Ollie's peak. Physically, mentally, emotionally, Ollie's back together. So they go to heaven, and in heaven they meet a lot of other people John's probably never heard of. Phantom Stranger, mm-hmm. Dead Man, which I was into. This guy, who I think he's from the Crisis, he looks like Archangel, and... Hal keeps mentioning, well, I had to talk to somebody about bringing you back. And Ali's like, well, who? He's like, all right, well, I'll tell you. We'll show you, we'll show you. Just relax, relax. But, like, like, don't, like... Like, five pages of this. Yeah. But, like, don't, like, you know, go having any archery contests with him. Like, it's like he just has experience on you. Before that, though. But before that, Mm -hmm. Barry comes back. And this made me, like, tear up. I was like... And then he's like, the archery contest. Turns out, it's Oliver Queen. The real Oliver Queen. Who's dead and in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Shift's eyes. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> there's weirder stuff in comics, I think. I just can't think of it right now. Yeah, this chapter is when Ollie met Ollie. Yeah. So, Oliver is talking to Oliver. And they're kind of, you know... What's the word I'm looking for? He's coping with the fact that he was dead. And what Oliver tells him is, listen, you're not totally me. You are just a body. You're a body, but you have all my memories to a point. Mm-hmm. And there you are. And they're like, why? This is where it comes in. We're like, you, you killed someone. It wasn't the greatest. And like, you've never been the same after that. But this gives you a chance to go live the life that 
Oliver Queen could have lived. Mm-hmm. You know, to be who you the best version of you that you could possibly be and still do the good things that I could no longer have done. Because before he brings Oliver back, Hal talks to Oliver and says, do you want to go back? And Ali says, no, I'm never the same. I want you to start over. Yeah. What's important about that, though, is, again, this Oliver, the one that we've been seeing, is a hollow. He has no soul. So does it even matter? That and that's what he's wondering. Does my life even matter now? And the dead Oliver is telling, him, "Well, you've got all this. You can live this full life, and you can have all these adventures." And the new Oliver says, "But does it matter? I'm. I, I may not. What am I without a soul? Do I even matter?" And all of the dead Oliver is like, "Well, don't get caught up in all that existential nonsense. Don't worry about that." But to be fair. Dead out, new Ali's got a point. Mm-hmm. Does does life matter? He's like, if you don't so have a what soul? happens like when I die? He's like, who's to say? Maybe that's it. But like, you got stuff to do. It's fine. And at this point, Oliver starts to disappear. Yep. And he gets sent back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so he is sent back to Earth in Stanley's home, where he's knocked unconscious. Yeah, he's by, knocked unconscious. Yeah. By Stanley. Yep. And then... Elsewhere. Connor Hawk. Connor Hawk yeah, wakes up. He's like, I think my dad needs me. I must away. Which, like, it's not mentioned, but I believe that's Hal yeah. alerting him. Um, it's never specifically said. But you wake up... Or we, the next thing we see is they wake up... Oliver wakes up, and Stanley has him strapped to a chair. And Mia's next to him. And he says... You know, we're all going to be a real family, Oliver. You, Mia, and my old friend, my monster. And it turns out that yep. Stanley is the slasher. Yep. And this monster is not just a monster; it's a person with like a monster cloak or like a monster guy. It's really weird. It is super weird. At this point, I put down my phone and went, "What? What the? What the what?" I was so confused. I was like, "Am I missing something?" Which I'm sure is how you felt most Many of the time. Many times. I was week. like, am I missing something? Because I've got everything up to this point. I understand everything up to this point. And, of course, immediately you'd expect answers immediately after that page. No. We're back on the bat plane. Yep. <laughs> and Batman and Dinah and Roy are... They're all talking and like, yeah, Queen's been staying with this guy, Stanley. And Blood's like, wait. What's the last name? Stanley Dover. He's like, we must go back. Now. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. And he says, why? To save your friend. No time to explain. Yeah. <laughs> Follow that car. <laughs> what car? Follow it. <laughs> Cut back. Turns out Stanley is a horrible person. Yeah, this chapter is where it's the book flashbacks. became incredibly gripping to me, though. Yeah, yeah I right? I was fascinated by this right? chapter. It's called The Weird World of Stanley and the Monster. Mm. And what it turns out is... We can briefly summarize this, but I think you should briefly summarize this because this is so interesting and I want to hear what like you think about it. Sure. So here's where you get the life story of Stanley. Where Which like you know, it's an every it's an everyman story. Yeah. Boy you know meets how girl, you do. Boy meets girl. They become Satanists. Yeah. They become Satanists. <laughs> swinging Satanists. Oh, you. my bad. Yeah, it's like we go to church, and then the background's like typical stained glass, and like everyone's dressed nice. And then you check check uh, check to the altar, and it's a guy with like a goat head mask and like a black cloak with like a sacrificial dagger, and two topless women like caressing him, and it's 
Then the next panel is him working. Yeah, like as like a male person, like, oh, but how's it going, Mrs. So and so? It's fine. I like what And he then says. it cuts to the home life. Yeah. He's like, honey, we got our or don't forget we got our uh, sex ritual night with the Hendersons. He's like thumbing uh-huh. through the Satanic Bible. Uh huh. Like it's it's so weird. It's so weird. So- it's so weird. <laughs> like it's it's utter suburbia and normalcy, but like turned on its head with yeah. the Satanism. And it turns out his wife is really into just like the thrill the thrill he's actually into the religion yeah he's in the religion because he's heard of a way to be given life eternal not in the afterlife but in the here and now and that's what he's uh, becomes obsessed with Mm -hmm. so she ends up being pregnant she being the wife yeah do they give her a name uh, not to my knowledge. I don't think they do. They just call her Mrs. Dober. Yeah, so his wife becomes pregnant, and she's like, okay, well, like, it's time we, like, stop with the whole Satanist thing. He's like, but why? She's like, well, you know, we gotta be, like, be adults. Like, raise a kid. Don't you want He's like, baby? I thought you'd be happy about this. He's like, I am happy. I'm more happy than you could ever imagine about it. He straight up says it. Yeah, he's like, now... He's like, of course I want this baby. Of course I want this baby. Now I have someone to sacrifice for my rituals. And she's like, oh! She bails. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> and Stanley, like, stays in the cult or the Church of Satan. Oh, he gets high up there. He ends up going abroad to... Meeting Jason meeting Blood. Meeting Jason Blood to discover new rituals and try and find new things. And, and Jason is like, oh, there's this, like, ritual thing. And he's like, what is it? And he tells him. And... He's like, okay, that's fascinating. Jason's like, so you just believe something that outlandish someone told you with a European accent? You're stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was really a funny. good point. Reminded me of Rest of Development a little bit. A little bit. Um, but he goes to this person's, who this high-ranking official in the church, and he sees that this person has death locked up. Yep. I believe this is the death from Sandman. I believe that's the reference being made here. It looks a lot like Neil Gaiman's Sandman. But it also might just be a guy, and it's just similarly drawn. Yeah. But in this stone spiral staircase dungeon with the cloister bottle in the middle. Right, which is what we've seen. Sorry, I, yeah, that's a good point. It's what we've seen. I keep forgetting we're not a visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> we've only done a 50 bit. episodes. And so he sees this cloister bottle with the man inside. And he says, oh, that's what I need is to trap an entity. Yeah. And so he's been. So then he starts to. Uh, he moves into this other house. And it turns out that uh, his daughter found him. Yeah. His wife had died. His, yeah, his, his ex-wife, who had the baby and like lived another whole other life. Mm-hmm. So the daughter comes and finds him. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you in. And like, Because at this point, he's trying to live a, like what looks like a normal life, but also do his Satan stuff. Yeah. He still is super, super dedicated to this eternal life thing. Like, he has become literally obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. So, the daughter ends up treating him like a daycare. Just dropping the kid off. Like, hey, I gotta go run errands. Bye. So, he's, like, in his ritual cloak in front of his pentagram. Huge curtains and smoke and everything. Like, Satan it up. Holding the baby. And, like, with one hand. Which is kind of like... And, like, doing the ritual with, with like, reading the ritual off a book he's holding with his left hand. Which I thought was pretty cool. He's like, nothing's happening. It's a funny juxtaposition. This whole thing is being He's being grandpa. Yeah, I I thought it was fascinating. But it turns out something interesting happened when he did all that ritual stuff around the kid. Mm -hmm. It latched on, instead of the monster appearing to him, or the entity that he could trap. Because the entity is the whole gift of eternal Like, this is how you get eternal life. You trap an entity. Yep. And instead of the entity appearing to him, it appeared to his grandson. Because instead of binding to Stanley, it bound. 
bound to his grandson, who was also named Stanley, which is not confusing, but it bound to the young Stanley. Yeah. And that comes about because the mother's like, he's got this imaginary friend, and it's stupid, and, the, and the, Stanley's like, so what? It's it's fine. She goes, but he's, like, too old for imaginary friends? So and the like, grandpa goes to talk to his grandson. Yeah. Turns out, it's the entity mm-hmm. that he's been trying again. Who's, like, the cutest little demon? He reminded me of Ludo <laughs> from Labyrinth, which you haven't seen. I haven't seen it. It's really cute. So... Which the kid also says keen. It's like a big furry monster with like kind eyes. Isn't he like. keen? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. And uh, but as soon as so, he's, so the grandson's or the grandpa's like, I need to talk to this monster. Why don't you go get me some water? As soon as the kid leaves, the monster vanishes because it's bound to the kid. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, well, I know what I have to do. He traps his grandson in the cloister. Cloister, but thank you. That's a, I didn't know it was called that. It's a cool name. He traps his grandson now in I the really cloister bottle. Yeah, well, <laughs> if it's not, it's not. He traps him in the cloister bottle, and uh, he does a lot of horrible things to him. Makes him watch him murder people, and in hopes that the monster will come protect him. Years pass of him doing this, and the monster does not show up. Does not show up. So then, when Oliver showed up, and you know, Stan being a Satanist recognize that he is a husk. As you do. Because, you know, everyone does. <laughs> so he develops a plan. He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna take this. I'm going to take over your body because you have no soul. And I'm going to do her. The 15-year-old. That's his plan. And then after I do all of that, I'm going to do horrible things and I'm going to make sure that this monster shows up because I need this monster. Mm-hmm. Then he says some really inappropriate... Uh, you know, homosexual slurs and we bounce past that I, I, I why cut away from that it's so yeah suspenseful. the whole reason is because he's like okay so but i thought you were gay he's like i told you that during your trust <laughs> look how evil i am yeah <laughs> because that's how you were in, that's how you were in somebody's trust Whatever. which like i'm all for representation but like it didn't need to be a device. You didn't even have to include that in there at all. There no. was no reason for that whatsoever. No, he didn't. Um, here's where I got confused. This house is magically sealed. Yes. In order to enter this house, you have to become a be a relative of either Mia or Ollie or Stanley. Yep. Only Which people allowed in. None of the people who arrive are. No. Jason Blood is not. Batman is not. Roy is not. And Dinah is not. But then off screen, <laughs> Connor Hawk is here, and Connor Hawk is blood related to who? Oliver Queen. Yay! So he can get it. We did it. So just as Stanley's about to complete his ritual, Connor Hawk busts in Chapter 10, Father's Father's Day, Day. which is like the worst Michael Bay movie ever. (laughs) All I can see is like explosions. I thought that was battleship. Oh. Anyway. No. Now I'm sad. Did you like battleship? No, but you brought it up. Now I have to think about it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> so this ritual is going on still because Connor wasn't able to kill Stanley because Connor is also a monk, so you can't kill. Yep. And as this is happening up in heaven, Hal is like, "Hey, Ollie, you need to go into your body." Yeah, and he's Listen. like reading a lot of calls from Ollie. You need to do this and because it's like, "Yo, Ollie, I need you." He's like, "Not now. I'm enjoying paradise." He's like, "No, really. Like, like I need you." He's like, "No, it's fine." He's like, "I could die, and if I die." There's going to be a demon in me, and a lot of bad stuff's going to happen. But if you take over his body, a lot of good things can happen. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, he does. He takes over his old his own body, or the new body. Defeats Stanley, or kills all the monsters. 
defeats Stanley with in the best wonderful arrow. Wonderful fight scenes. The best arrow. The boxing in quotation arrow. marks. I love it so much. I love. I legitimately love the boxing arrow. It's so goofy. It's very campy. It's awesome. And this whole thing uh, is <laughs> kind of bookended with. There's a, so there's a lot of fight scenes. Again, visual medium. You need mm-hmm. you need to actually read it. This is worth reading. And it ends with the monster. I'm Stanley's monster. Yeah, it's like, could you take little boy Stanley outside so I could do like deal with this? Like, I don't want him to see this. And he just he, he eats, eats him. Eats Stanley. Consumes Stanley. Old Stanley. Old yeah. man Stanley. Which is so sick. And he basically gives Oliver a little speech that says, "Everybody needs a hero, Mister Queen. Stanley's mine, and you, you are Star Cities, which is awesome. And it's the way to signify that Green Arrow is back. If you're a weekly, if you were a weekly reader at this point, he is back. Stanley's safe. Old Stanley's dead. Jason Blood's demons didn't kill everybody, and it ends happily ever after with Connor and Everything Green Arrow. Great. Which now Connor can. Have I it. imagine Ollie and Ollie are. Together no, they're one now. That one. So he is changed by that. Who did he kill? Do you know who he killed? I don't. Okay. I don't know. Why don't you talk about how you feel about the book, and I'll see if I can find out. So the book, it, I started off really not not into it. It was very hard for me to get into it because I was there were a lot of sessions where I was blindsided. Like, there's this event happening, and I I feel that the book feels that I should know what this is, but it does nothing to explain it. And uh, we were talking off camera. I think that's just something that, from the books we've read, at least Marvel tends to do better, is kind of lead you into it and not blindside you, and then several asides and pages later fill you in on it. Um, but the ending, I was totally wrapped by the book. I thought it was fascinating. The fight, the fights were amazing. I love the whole bit in heaven. You, you, you see the pearly gates, which is really cool. Um the story was really cool once it got to the story. I couldn't stand the blocks of narration in the paragraphs, um, which even became conversational like to the reader, which I thought was just a bit much. Kind of shared the fourth wall a little bit. But I ended up liking it a lot. I'm, I'm walking away very positive on the book, which is not how I, <laughs> how I began the book. Absolutely. Yeah, I started reading this book. Sometimes when I pick out a DC book, and it's for both of us to read, and I'm like, uh-oh. I don't think John's going to like this. <laughs> and other times, I'm like, oh, John, I like this. This one, I was conflicted on them whether or not you'd like it. I cannot find who he killed. That, I, like, it may not tell you in this book. Like, you're probably supposed to know it. I can't find out who it is uh, quickly. If you do know, please, uh, please tweet at us. We actually did get uh, multiple talk and trader tweets, which was awesome. And someone at hockey, uh, one of the dad, one of my one of my players' dads, said it to me at the rink the other day. I was like, you're a fan? So if you're listening, what's up? Shout out. Um, I really like this book a lot. I did get all of the references, so I have like all that DC lore. And I would agree with you, the books that we've read have been very... You should know this already. Mm. I think a lot of DC books still do it well. Scott Snyder particularly does it super well. But it is it was a trope for a while for DC, so I can see what you're saying there. That it was, you should know this, and if you don't, you figure it out. And in the time before Google, that must have been insanely frustrating. Because now you can just Google something real quick. Like, what was this? Who is this? What's going on here? Mm. But I really, really liked this book a lot, especially as my first foray into the Green Arrow universe. So I would give it a 8.5 out of 10. I'd do the same. That's what I was going to give it. Really interesting book. And 
I, I liked it a lot. And I would read more Green Arrow, especially Kevin Smith's Green Arrow. But I think I'd read Kevin Smith anything. I love that man. But that's this book. Next week, John. We got a new book. We'll talk about that in the outro. podcast this week john i did a quiet this week because last week i blew up my own eardrums trying to edit <laughs> so i think that showed up and if it didn't that's the podcast this week john so regardless yeah, i don't care my ears are you know i already have tinnitus they can't hear they can't listen to what us. what what do you say what i don't know uh interesting book this week but what are we reading next week next week we're reading books of doom Ooh. written by my boy ed brubaker and pencils by Pablo Raimondi. It's uh, what's it about? Doctor Doom. Some origins. I'm into it. it. He's. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's easily the most interesting thing about the Fantastic Four. It's six issues of Doom. So I'm. I'm Doom. Down. I'm into it. Remember that Magneto book we did? Oh, I'm very jacked. Maybe less book. blood in this one. We'll see. <laughs> we haven't read it. We've never read this book. But that'll be good. That'll be fun. Um, That'll be good. Is there anything you're looking forward to? I was just going to say, I wanted to talk about this in the, the This Week in Geek, but I forgot. There's something coming up in DC, uh, an event that's going to be... Yeah, the the metal thing, right? What's metal? What's... You're talking about the... I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Metal. No, it's not that. It's called Convergence. It's like, so So you know how DC does this big, like, everything is a crisis. They always have a crisis. Identity crisis, final crisis. Yeah. Uh, this one sounds like the next one. And what it's going to be is, like, kind of like this, uh, let's say, amalgam of all the universes put together. And, like, they're fighting each other. It sounds sick. And it's like... Jeremy, this happened. And no, 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 you're thinking of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Similar. It sounds similar, but it's not. No, that was this, in the 80s. This definitely happened. I know. I read it. It's called Crisis on Infinite no, we, This we, is a new event. It's going to be sick. We Convergence. Did, we covered this in episode 18. We haven't done 18 episodes, John. We've done like six episodes. This is like 32. Or, no, not 32. Like 35, 36. No. What? Yes. John, I'm looking at my nope. What? I have all these. Did you Have you been writing in my notebook? 36? You know you can't read my handwriting. 34? What is yeah, that? you know, you know, Convergence Warlord! Convergence, we covered the whole thing. Who's Warlord? That's the podcast this week, bye. Follow us on Twitter at Talk and Trades. You can follow Jeremy at LizardKing27 and John at MaesterLaka, M-A-E-S-T-E-R-L-A-K-A. Also, find us on Facebook at Talkin' Trades. All music provided by bensound.com. Remember, we're not experts, we're fans. <laughs>